0: Welcome to the Real Estate Espresso Podcast, your morning shot of what's new in the world of real estate investing. I'm your host, Victor Menashe. On today's show, we're looking at one of the largest barriers to housing affordability. But before we do, we're going to go back to some basic principles. We're going to start with the law of supply and demand. If demand goes up and supply goes down, then it follows that prices will rise until a new equilibrium is reached. That's exactly what we've seen over the past year. But in areas of highest prices, we've seen that the acute shortage is not construction materials, nor has it been the ability to construct. It's actually been the cost of land. But it's not just that land's expensive, it's low-density land is expensive. Some communities have tried over the years to maintain their sense of community by restricting zoning, and property values have risen accordingly. We're going to look at the township of South Old on Long Island. This is an area near the Northeast Fork at the far east end of Long Island. The community is extremely wealthy. Properties are expensive, and the community is decidedly anti-development. According to the township's own zoning guide, land use within the township hasn't changed very much over the past decade. Almost a third of the land use is residential. About 30% is agricultural. 14% has been reserved for recreation open space. 9% is vacant. 7% for transportation. But here's the one statistic that fully describes the story was only a little bit more than 13,800 homes in the entire community. That's a density of 1.27 units per acre in the residential areas. That's extremely low density. The community has averaged only 30 new home construction building permits per year over the last decade. It means that prices have risen to the point where people who live in the area could not actually afford to buy into the area. If they sell their home, they would have to leave. They can't afford to stay. And this situation describes so many communities all across North America. But it's not that South Hold lacks the land. On the contrary, they've got plenty of it. Their zoning specifically is designed to be exclusionary. By artificially creating scarcity, these communities create an aura of exclusivity and therefore they keep the values of their properties high. The lack of affordable housing is a problem, yes. They even mention it in their 58-page zoning guide but it could also be argued the lack of affordable housing isn't really a problem. It's actually a feature. Under the recently announced $3.1 trillion Biden infrastructure bill, hidden deep within the pages, is a provision to make housing more affordable. The proposed program of at least $5 billion would offer grants to cities and towns that relax restrictions on new construction. This initiative was reported this week in the Wall Street Journal. It's interesting because it's attacking the issue of affordability at one of the root causes of the problem. Many of the constraints on development are entirely artificial. It's not that there isn't sufficient land available. It's that local governments are not allowing you to build projects that would result in affordable housing. They do this by limiting density. We ran into this problem recently in a residential development in Idaho. Our concept was for a mixed-use project of about 100 single-family homes and 60 townhouses. Total unit count over the 45-acre project was 160 units. Many people within the planning department acknowledged that the higher-density townhouses were in fact a missing element in the community. Our design proposal was considered innovative and desirable. Even the community meetings, people from the community liked the project. But then the mayor and the city council closed the door on that great idea and limited our project to a density of three homes per acre. So instead, we'll have 137 single-family homes. The difference in total unit counts not huge we gave up 23 units, or about 17% of the total. But that 17% represents a huge loss in affordability. Never mind the fact that there was zero rental housing in the area. We simply were not being allowed to increase the density beyond three units per acre. Now, it could be argued that these rules were, in fact, making it difficult for residents. Imagine if there's a divorce in a family, and one of the parents moves out of their matrimonial home. Where will the second parent go? They have no choice but to leave the community entirely. If a family ages out of a single family home and now they don't want to mow, let's say, an acre of grass, they want to move to a property that's lower maintenance. They have no choice. They have to leave the community to get into another type of housing. The Biden administration said in a fact sheet, the program would award flexible and attractive funding to jurisdictions that take concrete steps to eliminate needless barriers to producing affordable housing. Now the White House won't penalize cities if they don't want to participate, at least according to some administration officials. Earlier this year, I reported that some towns like Minneapolis have taken steps to relax their zoning code and to allow for higher density in order to bring more affordable housing into desirable areas. So as you think about that, pay very close attention to zoning initiatives in your communities. Have an awesome rest of your day. Go make some great things happen. We'll talk to you again tomorrow.